Welcome to the Talking Tall Rounds series, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute at Cleveland Clinic. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Tall Rounds. I'm Deirdre Matina. I'm one of the newest members of the Cleveland Clinic staff, and very excited to be here with you today to talk about a team-based approach to cardioobstetrics. We have a great lineup of professionals, including OBGYN, maternal fetal medicine, cardiology, and we'll be discussing how we go about managing high-risk pregnancies and any complications that may appear in the postpartum period. I'm going to bring us back to a public health level. I know we've talked about some very dangerous, but albeit rare complications with aortopathies and even valvular heart disease in pregnancy. But pregnancy-related mortality is still a very significant contributor to uh, maternal death. This data is from the Ohio database from 2008 to 2016. And while we can see some ebbs and flows in mortality trends, we are still below the national trend line with uh, about a 12 uh, deaths per 100,000 live births in Ohio, and there are about 135,000 uh, births in Ohio yearly. And despite these numbers, um, the United States still remains um, and ranks 64th in the world for maternal mortality. And this is one of the very worst in the developed countries. We're about on par with Sudan and Afghanistan, which seems quite amazing with all the technologies we have available. This is a similar pie chart that many states will put together for their maternal mortality review boards. Um, and I know we've heard, we can hear different numbers depending on how we label uh, diagnoses. Most of you see here, um, we have cardiovascular and coronary conditions is lumped separately from cardiomyopathies. I would argue also as a general cardiologist that preeclampsia or the hypertensive disorders might also fall within this cardiovascular component. And then in this other slice of the pie, cerebrovascular accidents are also contained within there. So if we add up some portion of all this pie, we can have up to 40% of pregnancy-related deaths due to cardiovascular conditions. 70% of the deaths occur within one year postpartum, and sadly, a third of those occur within the six weeks postpartum. And overall, 57% of these deaths are preventable, and if we just look at preeclampsia and eclampsia itself, 85% of these deaths are preventable. So we need to develop better systems in place for recognition and management of these in the postpartum period. And this does create a healthcare disparity, as black women have 2.5 greater risk of death than white women. And for all of the numbers we hear see related to death, every death there is about 100 more women that have significant life-threatening injury or illness during pregnancy as well. So outside of the death, there's significant morbidity associated with this. And why I bring this up in the postpartum period, again, I know we're tired of looking at red and blue states at this point post-election. This is not a political slide. Um, but this does give us a, a review of um, expansion of Medicaid because um, when we look at health care in the postpartum period for many pregnant women, traditionally um, uh, about half of pregnancies are funded by Medicaid in the United States. And um, before the Affordable Care Act, they had coverage for only 60 days postpartum. So when I give you that information about a third of these deaths occurring in six weeks postpartum and 70% in one year, it is very important that many of these can be unrecognized or lost for the uninsured. And so these just showing you states, there are at least 14 states that did not expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. And obviously we're not exactly sure what will happen to the Affordable Care Act, but this is another uh, region where we need to work on for healthcare disparities. 
And one might ask, why do we have such poor outcomes in pregnancy-related mortality? Of course, our landscape is changing in terms of cardiovascular health across America. Um, this review um, from the AHA uh, earlier this year is looking at all pregnant women, and it's using the guidelines of the simple seven um, outlined by the AHA, basically a healthy diet of fruit and vegetables, physical activity of 150 minutes weekly, uh, no smoking, uh, adequate BMI, blood pressure, cholesterol, and sugar control. So when they looked at all the pregnant women aged 20 to 44, only about 5% were in ideal cardiovascular health, 60% were intermediate cardiovascular health, and about 35% are in poor cardiovascular health. So obviously we, we're dealing with a different substrate of women getting pregnant, getting pregnant later in life, and already with comorbid conditions that may complicate pregnancies going forward. Another risk factor is that many women, as we've discussed, aortopathies and other things, many of these women may have been followed by a cardiologist or at least in uh, some form of medical care because of their diagnosis. In preeclampsia, and I'll get to gestational diabetes, a lot of times these may happen very late in the pregnancy, just before delivery. It may have been presumed to resolve at the time of delivery and then not mentioned again for a significant amount of time after that. But I want to drive home the point that preeclampsia is not a benign condition. Um, in this review by the BMJ, there is a relative risk of 1.5 for all-cause mortality for any woman that has had preeclampsia before. And when we look at gestational diabetes, the trend in 10 to 15 years postpartum for any woman that has had gestational, gestational diabetes is an increase of myocardial infarction, ischemic stroke, coronary bypass surgery, and angioplasty. This particular study did not uh, control for smoking and ethnicity, but other cohort studies have looked at a relative risk of about three um, for increased risk of ischemic heart disease after a diagnosis of gestational diabetes. So again, it's about what the systems in place that we have. And I'm focusing a lot on preeclampsia and uh, gestational diabetes because I think these are modifiable risk and the, the way we can capture a lot of these maternal deaths um, that are preventable. Um, California has really served as a gold standard for reducing maternal mortality through their state. Several years ago, they were above the national average and found that their leading causes of death were uh, hypertensive pregnancy disorders and postpartum hemorrhage. So they develop a series of toolkits to really address all of these um, issues. And I think this is a sample of their postpartum toolkit. And as I mentioned, many of these women may go home, their blood pressure may have normalized um, and can just present to the ER several weeks later, several days later. And so a lot of this triage is happening within the emergency room, and these might not necessarily be uh, physicians that are trained to recognize some of these risks. So I like the idea of simplifying this toolkit so that there can be a checklist for all of our providers across our, the healthcare spectrum. And basically, you're going to look at symptoms of heart failure, any abnormal vital signs, other risk factors for cardiovascular disease, and exam findings, obviously. Um, and with if we add up any of these signs or symptoms greater than four, that prompts us to either consult cardiology, maternal fetal medicine, OB, um, and obtain other markers. It could include an EKG, chest X-ray, BMP, which Dr. Basek talked about before, that would sort of help us ferret out, are these normal physiologic changes from autotransfusion, a lot of uh, volume overload uh, post-op or in the postpartum period, or is there something more significant going on? Again, as many of my colleagues have discussed, you know, the time for managing pregnancy does not begin 
at delivery. We really need to start with the preconception counseling, having multidisciplinary meetings to discuss what the best timing and plans for labor and delivery are, and what the follow-up plans are post-op. Um, and post-delivery, and that should include, most guidelines are recommending now that a, a woman be seen within three weeks postpartum, either in the OB clinic or depending on what their specific disease state is, so that we can develop plans for them, uh, long-term management, and to mitigate risk of future cardiovascular disease. And of course, educating women about these, because as I mentioned, many of these can be young women, they hear about gestational diabetes, think, okay, you know, I maybe took some insulin or metformin during pregnancy and now I'm done, never thought about it again, and we really wanna educate them on the future risks going forward, and as well as our providers. Thank you very much. Like the three-day um, uh, what contractions, we're also behind, so I apologize. Um, so I want to just spend some time talking about our what we offer at the Cleveland Clinic. And just to say, the preventive cardiology, we have resistant hypertension clinic, cardiometabolic clinic, focusing on diabetes, complex lipid clinic, our cardiovascular behavioral health clinic, a weight management clinic, nutrition, and exercise physiologist. And so it was really a no surprise that Dr. Chappas, who is part of our OB group, who heads our maternal fetal high risk clinic, reached out to us to develop a specific program for patients um, who have preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, uh, and some other high risk features pre and post pregnancy to manage their cardiovascular risk. And this is actually in conjunction with our primary prevention guideline that uh, was published by the ACC group that I was lucky enough to head. And so these are the conditions that warrant a clinic visit to preventive cardiology, whether you had chronic hypertension, gestational hypertension, preeclampsia, eclampsia, HELP syndrome, gestational diabetes, preterm birth, if you have high-risk features, um, then you get referred to prevention clinic. You get seen within three months postpartum. We go, we have a medical history, smoking history, physical e exam, whatnot. And then we get some lab, basic lab values. But the most uh, of the interventions that we do is really nutrition and exercise. Because as, as the group knows, um, if you have preeclampsia, the next time you get pregnant, you're more likely to become preeclamptic again and gestational diabetes and so on. So that has made it into the summary of updated recommendation for primary prevention cardiovascular disease in women. This was the ACC group. And, and of course, we now think about traditional risk factors, which is hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, smoking, family history. But for women, we really want to focus on these sort of pregnancy-related adverse outcome, because that does become a risk enhancer. And then obviously there are other um, risk factors. So in conclusion, the postpartum clinic visits, so from prepartum all the way to pregnancy and delivery and postpartum, it's a comprehensive care plan here at the clinic. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Like what you heard? Visit Tall Rounds online at clevelandclinic.org slash tallrounds and subscribe for free access to more education on the go.